Excuse me. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> cool shows i feel like what do you mean like you do like <laughs> the niche like cool and big shows i'm more of a like people are having dinner and i'm just there just talking to them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like um <laughs> i feel like i have like a little bit of both i okay. like to think but like i do definitely enjoy more the established not established but like it's a, it's always different when it's like people really just came here strictly for 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 comedy yeah and they're just for the people Right. Maybe it has to do with my insecurity of not feeling like I'm good enough to be able to do, like, tough crowds all the time and shit. Oh, come on. Who knows? How long have you been doing this for? Fucking... Okay, I say seriously, two years. Yeah. That's when I took myself serious and shit. But I started when I was 18. And how long ago was that? Oh, wow. I'm 25 now. You're Um, you're 25. What's the math on that? Seven years ago? Cool. How do you do something for, like, five years and not take yourself seriously? Like, Um, you were like, I'm not a stand-up? Or what do you mean? I was just an idiot, yo. It's like, it's the whole self-sabotage thing of like, it's like, it's there. You're supposed, like, you're really good at just making people laugh. Yeah. And then you, I did it for the first time off of like some, like some chick was like, you've been handed everything your whole life, which I'm like, bro, I'm an immigrant. The fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was choked. Yeah. And then literally like when we were drunk and like, that was my first time doing Molly's on the spot. Cause Sonny went to the same high school I went to, Sonny Dollywell. You know what that is? Uh, I, f- I, f- no. It's, um, Maybe I've seen him. I think that's his last name. I might okay. be fucking that shit up. All right. But like, he went to high school at Moa at Abbotsford. I was talking to my teachers. I'm like, yeah, I want to do some entertainment or like just comedy or whatever. They're like, yo, this dude graduated like fucking seven years ago. Here's his info. Yeah. I met up with him. He's like, hey man, you should let me know anytime you feel like you're ready. So as soon as she told me that, I hit him up right away. And I'm like, bro, I need to get up. And he's like, I got an open mic next week if you want to do it. That was the first time I did an open mic. Sick. So it's like, I feel like a lot of it's been led from like validation and approval and trying to prove other motherfuckers wrong so the last two years has been like just a whole rebuilding process like mm. fucking like it's like going from being a shit team to wanting to actually build properly from the coaches to the organization to the vp to everybody type shit what made you switch your approach like what made you actually because i'm not the type of person to do something for five years and just not be taking it seriously you know what i'm saying like you do something for five years and you're still at the same level it's like for me personally the environment that i was raised around you're, you're fucking wasting time. So you can't be doing something for that long and you're still at the same progress level. You know mm. what I mean? So I would do it here and there. People would be like, you're funny. I would do it. I'd have a good show, but I never practiced. So I would have off shows. Right. So that point in my life, I could say I did a lot more of like the grind, grimy shows and shit like that. But I did not enjoy it. I didn't get as much laughs. So as soon as I noticed like all these other dope shows going on now, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'll crack on that shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. This whatever. is it. I'm definitely, I, I start being able to like... Be more honest with myself. Because hmm. it's like life wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. There's only so long you could say shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, oh, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm supposed to be here. I could have done this. Hmm. Or like, people talking to you. And there's only so much compliments can mean to you. Because at the end of the day, also, like, the negative shit will mean something to you, too. It was just everything about everything except for myself. Hmm. And it was really showcasing. I wasn't really going anywhere. I was stagnant as fuck. I was also... I just started working at the clubs when I was 19 as a promoter. And then when you I do was, have that promoter vibe, bro. What do you mean? What, <laughs> what does that even mean? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like social and oh. you know the, that hustling mentality kind of thing. Like, hey, yeah. uh, go see the show. And I got fucked for like five years. And I was telling my friend yesterday. Actually, I think that really helped me with everything happened exactly how it's it was supposed to happen so far. Like, mm. and I think it's gonna keep going on like that, which helps remind me because like five years of me just being like. I'm African, so I don't know if I could really label myself as depressed during that time, but, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't the happiest of times and shit. So it's like, when I think about it, like when I started working downtown, I was so shocked because it's a culture shock, bro. Driving from Abbotsford to here, and also I've only been around always my family and stuff like that. So it's like, they're very blunt people. Vancouver's got a lot of fakeness going on. Mm. You know what I mean? So and for me, I didn't know. So I'm like, let me just adapt. So I started doing the fake smile more. Like I started doing, trying to fit in, got fucked for a long time. Stopped working for that guy. Started working for somebody else. I finally started getting on the mic for the first time. Just hosting like actual club nights and also promoting. Next thing I know, I'm promoting, hosting, and doing like tables like on nights and shit like that. And I enjoyed that. I started going to different clubs. But bro, like as good as I could have been at that shit, it was. It's never. It never feels as nice as being able to do even a clean seven minute set. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you're kind of doing. There's not much creativity in that. 
like in in yeah you're good with people in hosting those nights and doing the vip tables and such and like you're you're giving people a good time but you're not really showing that much of yourself most definitely especially too and this is where it adds on to you being able to be complacent and think that you're that nigga or that person you know what i'm saying because it's like yo real shit because it's like in that environment, for me, I like to make everything creative and I want to move up in everything I'm doing. It has mm. to be that way, bro, or else you're wasting your fucking time. That's right. the way I look at it. So it's like, creativity-wise, bro, like I started doing things. It got to a level where it's like I capped. Mm. Not only off of what I, my knowledge was able to give me, but also my environment. I wasn't getting a lot of, I was not around the right people and shit like that. You know what I mean? Regardless of what their status was. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm like, yo, Vancouver's a different beast because your, your status means more than what the fuck as a person and what you're doing and shit. Yeah. Which is, that's not what I'm used to, yo. It's wild. Mm. It's wild as fuck. So, I don't know. You start getting used to, like, it's like a routine now. You're just showing up and, like, your creativity goes down. Me even enjoying being around that many people goes down. Me being on the mic became a routine. Like, I went from being really nice to, like... Nice, like, as in, like, I personally even felt nice as fuck. Like, I, every, when I was spit shit, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm a fucking, I'm at a concert almost, like, type shit. It was fun. But it's like, yeah, man, you start getting, realizing, too, everybody's drunk. Nobody's going to remember these conversations. So oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. The substance, definitely not as much substance. Mm. That's why when I started doing comedy again, especially the last two years, bro, this is the first time I've ever sat, like, before going up at Susie's, bro, I'm sitting on the side, bro, shaking. And I'm, I've played sports my whole life. You know what I mean? I'm never shook like this before in my life. Like before going out for anything, and I'm shaking, bro, shaking, fucking sweating like a motherfucker. That's why now I'm comfortable. I just bring my towel around with me. So I'm like, <laughs> nah, real shit, yo, because I'm like, bro, holy, I can't fake it. You can't fake it when you just right. drench. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I just, again, just wanting to like own those type of things of like, yo, this is an environment you can't be funny if you're not being vulnerable or just being honest, in my opinion. So why why were you sweating? It was just like anticipation of being vulnerable and yeah, being bro. scared of it? Or new, it's just a new environment. I just went mm. from being able to just fake every conversation. Everybody would laugh at you because and a lot of girls, especially if they know they could get from something from you, they legitimately would just say whatever. And same for dudes. It's crazy. Dudes will talk to you like they're trying to suck your dick too. It's fucked. You know what I'm saying? So like... It's hard to notice when, like, it's almost like having a crowd that laughs at everything, even if you just say shit. Yeah. Like, terrible stuff. So, it's like, it's hard to gauge. What's actually worth saying. Or, right. Yeah. And now I'm sitting now and I'm noticing, wow, a lot more people here are sober than I'm, you know, used to when yeah. I'm performing. A lot of the comedians are all fucking moving. Like, they know what the fuck's going on. Everybody seems like it's like a well-oiled machine. But it's not. Me. No, it's and, but it's not. And I just started realizing this. I was talking to my friend about this yesterday, too. I'm like, yeah. bro, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I just realized that I'm not doing so terrible. You know, it's like almost like recently where it's like, I'm actually like, it's just, I've been showing up because I believe in just showing up. You got to keep showing up. But like, bro, I did not feel that at all. So I was drenched. Because I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be funny. Like, I, I forgot every, everything about who I was. I'm like, bro, I don't... Why am I even saying these? Like, why should I even... Uh, I'm like... Bro, that, and that shit stresses me out. That's the first time in my life where I'm like, I get embarrassed. Because I'm like, I don't feel like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't... So, that was a great learning curve, yo. It's funny. Last time... Well, the, the show we did at Taglines, you were sweating. But you were sweating for different reasons. Bro, so. my stomach. <laughs> my stomach. I think that might have happened for me, like, partying and, like... I was so new to partying and so new to getting free liquor, bro. Yeah. You tell me free, bro. That's me. I'm, I'm finishing. I'm making sure to finish it every time. And that's, it's just, there's something about that that just, and I know how much people are paying for it. I know how much it's supposed to be fucking paying for it. And I'm getting it for free. And my job is basically, I'm supposed to like give shots to people. Like mm -hmm. I get free alcohol and I just give it out to people and I'm a good time. So I take it with the people. And eventually I'm like, this is crazy. I was like drinking like a teenager, bro. I was like puking on, on a regular basis on weekends and shit. So I think that might have fucked my stomach up, bro. Because like now that I'm like, okay, let me take my life serious and calm down. My stomach's fucked, yo. And so it's got to be from that because it wasn't happening before that. Well, it's also spicy food. Like I grew up around that and right. it, never, it never hurt me. Now I'm the only person in my house, bro, who can't eat spicy food like that. It's embarrassing. Huh. So I for, that's why I force it a lot of time. When did you meet me? When did we meet I feel like I've seen you around when I started stand-up, mm. but uh, we haven't really uh, linked up. So, October, November, when I got back, I've seen you around. Because I was fat. Like, I, when I was, like, really drinking the most, I was mm. fat as fuck. Like, I was, like, you know, I was 214, 213 pounds, bro. I'm what five, are you now? I'm five foot six, bro. 213 pounds. You're bro. not five foot six. I promise you, all my life, yo. It's crazy. 
I was like, bro, you know how much that did to my joints, bro? That was <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, it was a struggle, bro. Right now, I'm 194, so I was like 20 pounds. Uh, damn, dude. I, um, I'm like 5'9 on a good day, and I'm hoping to be 170. 170? Like, I'm barely pushing 170, and Crazy. I'm so excited that i like getting close to it. Really? Yeah. I can't, I can't put on weight, but I wow. guess it's like... For the best, uh, dude. No, no, no. That's, that's a good thing, bro. Yeah. I, you should be happy about that. Because when you get old and you can't move, you're frail, you can't pick up weight, bro, your body's going to be like a skinny fat type of person. I'm going to be a ball. <laughs> Dead ass. And that's what I think about all the time, yeah. I'm going to be fat as fuck. When I got fat, bro, you can see the stretch marks. I look like a fucking old black woman, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got stretch marks right here. It looks like I can cook my arms, my elbows. Looks like I can bro, my elbows were fat. The shit was overlapping at some point. My thighs were crazy, bro. Sitting in my car. I was sweating even more all the time. Like, I had, I brought, like, changes of clothes with me all the time. I went to the Black Lives Matter protest. I was hot. I'd bring, like, three pairs of shirts with me. <laughs> Walking around and shit, bro. Yeah. Yelling and shit. I'm like drenched. Everybody's like, yo, we just got here. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> like, I'm fat. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, so, when did you move here? To Canada? Yeah. We moved here in, like, uh, I think 2008. Me too. Well, 2009. We moved yeah. here in 2009. Yeah, yeah. So, it was your whole family that moved here? Uh, it was uh, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and my uncle. Because uh, we were moving around because of the war. So, like, a lot of us got displaced. Where are you from? Uh, my family was born in Rwanda, and then I was born in Kenya, because uh, they left Rwanda uh, when the genocide started, then they went to Kenya for a year. My mom was pregnant with me at that time, so she gave birth to me in Kenya, we stayed there for a year, and then we went to Senegal, stayed there for seven years, and then we got sponsored by a church out in Abbotsford, and then that's how we got to Abbotsford. Awesome. And then, yeah, and then I moved to the West like two years ago. Yeah. Do you like it in Vancouver? I don't like Vancouver. What? That's a broad <laughs> question. I can't just say that shit. <laughs> I don't like Vancouver. Fuck these niggas. <laughs> no, it's it's different vibe, bro. Yeah. I'm a very like, even if I talk to bare people, like a bunch of different people, I'm very. I still want to have some type of personal, like let's have a personal conversation. Not the whole yeah. time. It's like I, we all know what fake feels like. Some people just have a higher tolerance for it, mm. or like just push it off more. I like everything about me will show that I'm not enjoying what's happening right now. Huh. And then it's hard for me not to say it. And then usually when you say it, people don't like that. Depending how you deliver it to it, I don't really give a fuck. Because you're making me feel uncomfortable. And I, you know what I'm saying? So what the fuck am I supposed to just take it? So I feel like I should make you feel uncomfortable make me feel uncomfortable. So bro, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and then, so Vancouver, as that side of it is weird when it comes to personalities and stuff like that. But like, it's nice. It's, it's very nice. It's cool. Especially when you don't you don't come around after. I didn't come to Vancouver like that until like 2015, bro. So, because I was for like an hour where I didn't drive and right. shit like that. When coming in here, every once in a while, it's nice. It's nice to look at. Way too busy, way too crowded. I would never want to live in Vancouver, at least at this point in my life. Yeah. Where do you live now? Uh, I was living in New West, and then my lease ended, and the people upstairs were fucking taking me for a retard. So, I left. <laughs> that's, that's the most honest I've said it, too, because they like check my shit on social media and shit. But like, bro, like... Nah, it's crazy. It's <laughs> no, honestly, it's I'm going to go off on a ramble if I start that now. I can't do it. So where are you at now? I had to move all my shit back to my parents' crib. Oh. I was afraid. Because I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll find a place because I'm moving with a roommate, $2,800 budget. It's a yeah. lot of fucking money. Yeah. These things don't give a fuck about my money. Yo, this the fucking climate's crazy right now. Really? Like, bro, there's some places smaller than this that we saw for 27. That's why right away I'm like, yo, shit, that's a nice space. Right away, I feel like I'm going to viewing. Yeah, yeah. Go to so many viewings. And it's like, yo, for maybe like... 850 square feet type shit. It was up for 27. We're like, cool, whatever. Like, we might have to settle. Yo, these niggas are like, yo, sorry, somebody else offered us $3,000. I'm like, what's wrong with Who these Who offers people? more rent? Like, Bro, that's when I'm like, we have a housing crisis. Yeah. This, this is, you know what I mean? People are not bargaining anymore. This is like, yo, we'll give you more to take a box. Which I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No. I'm not signing a 12-year lease for that. 12-year <laughs> lease? <laughs> I'm sorry, 12 months lease. But you know what I mean? Like... Like, I would sit there yeah. mad. I would wake up mad every day. I would do it. So, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, that's prices fine. and shit. All I thought you just said the price for rent, and it's that's it. No. There's no, like... No. That's, huh. We don't play fair anymore. And a lot of places don't want colored people. They make it very clear, too. Like, I've had places ask me, so where, what's your... Uh, are you Canadian? Or what's your nationality? You're like, these different questions. And I'll be like, I'm Canadian. It's like, yeah, but where were you born? Mm. And I'm like... 
like I have a Canadian citizenship and it's mm-hmm. not red. That's why, like, when I moved just before I graduated university, I changed the spelling of my name because it was Romanian before, mm-hmm. and I changed it to like the English version. Yeah. So that, but I'm also like white, so it's. I feel like once they meet you, it helps. Yeah. I was thinking about sending a white person to actually my viewings. Now I'm not gonna lie. To you. If you if you need someone to get <laughs> you, I'll go for the guy. Yeah, yeah. I actually think I look unemployed as fuck though. So you're, bro, trust me, it's better than how they look at me. <laughs> All right, well, that's I guess yeah. Uh, so are you are you dating now? What's no? I've never had, <laughs> I've never had a girlfriend in my life. I think I've no had, way. I have enough stresses in my life right now, bro. It's a lot. No way. I, do you not hear? I just complained about life. You think I'm just yeah? Gonna... But like you're you're working at clubs. You've mm-hmm. been that's another VIPs. That shit, shit reiterated to me that I am. I want more than that. Yeah. But I was out here having, at some point I had sex like five days in a row with different bitches, bro. Hell yeah. And it was a good time. You know, I'm not saying this to say it's a terrible thing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this as in like, bro, I did a decent amount of stuff, which I'm excited to do even more because I'm a freaky, I'm a weirdo dude. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, like, so I'm down to just All right. So, you know, so when you say you're not dating, like you don't have a girlfriend, but you're, you know, I'm open about, you know, <laughs> okay. So listen, I don't discriminate, okay? Yeah. And I and the, the people that I'm involved with, I let them know also of the other people I'm involved with. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't do drama and shit. That's happened to me once and never again. So for me, I'm like, and noticing how everybody cheats, everybody cheats, bro. You know what I mean? I've been putting compromising situations where I'm out here giving dick, you know what I mean? Not realizing <laughs> that I'm taking somebody else's, you know, it's just a lot going on. So for me, I stay out of it. It's very hard. If I see this all the time, there's nothing about it that makes me feel like I should put a ring on anybody's finger. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not in the right environment to meet somebody who's obviously, you know what I mean? Mm. I have to go to comedy to get more substance, so why would I think that I can get a wife out of that too? You know what I'm saying? Well, some people have. Which is great for them. Yeah. It's just not, I, not have been my yeah. experience. That's so how do you, how do you meet people that you uh, get involved with? Bro, I've been, I was actually thinking about this like a year ago, fuck, I need to meet new people. But I think just life. And the more I do of like my own self work and I get, I like just be more honest and self aware of myself, the more like I've been put in a lot more situations to work with better people and also coexist with better people. Mm. You know what I mean? And it just kind of happens. It's like, I'm not going to take people as seriously if I meet them in the club as if I met them at the comedy show that I just did. Right. You know what I mean? There's eye contact and shit. Mm. Yeah, it's like you said, more substance, and it's Very based on something other than just bright lights and loud music. Yeah, where yeah. do you meet people? Uh, dating apps mostly. Yeah, because I don't. I make friends for comedy and like meeting at shows, but I don't want to. Uh, me too. Yeah, me too, bro. And I don't know what it is. Some people show up like it's the club, and that's one thing I noticed. I told to Akeem that too. I'm like, bro, you show up to comedy shows like you're at the club, like you're fucking bitches, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, for me, and for me and for me I tell him this all the time and he yeah. knows it too because I'm like bro at the club that's how it, bro I was out here having sex in the bathroom and I was having a great time yeah. you know what I mean Like, and I'm like yo great but for me I feel like I'd be so insecure to do that at a comedy show I don't know why I feel like it's too it's like you watch me pour my heart out yeah, on the stage uh, and then we're just fucking in the bathroom you know what I mean and at some point are you kind of like are you laughing with me or at me type shit it's like I get insecure about those type of things. Those type of things where it's like, ah, oh, my pride's getting hurt. I can't do it. It's not funny that we're like, this is what women go through. It's like, oh, did you actually like me? Or, <laughs> or did, did you, you just, just want to fuck, fuck me? Bro, I've become so insecure. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've had to accept this. I've become so insecure the older I've gotten of like, do you actually give a fuck about me? If I wasn't funny, if I wasn't black, if I didn't look good, if I didn't have a nice smile, would you even like me? Would you even be my friend? But that's a lot of things that like define you. Yeah. Like there's more to you as a person, but mm-hmm. that's definitely identifiers of mm-hmm. your, of yours. Like, like I look good because well, great genetics. But good genetics, <laughs> most definitely, bro. You have hair. I have hair. Anybody with hair, I big them up. <laughs> I big them up. I'll give you love, bro. <laughs> I can't feed I, the heat, man. Dude, I'm I'm like so scared to. <laughs> I'm so scared to go bald. Honestly, if I do, I was like. I don't know. But uh, I was mostly kidding. It's it's fine, Janet. I'm not fat, which is, but it's mostly because I work out a lot. I'm in shape, not mm-hmm. not just out of random. Like I work for this. Mm-hmm. Same with stand up. I work to be funny, mm-hmm. and so if people like me for those things, then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I worked for that. 
you know. But so. nobody saw that at all. So it's like there's a <laughs> there's a chip on my shoulder at all times of like, bro, but you don't actually know though. Yeah. Which is annoying. But then there's certain people that will meet you with the humbleness and like the awareness of like I would assume you didn't just get this out of nowhere. Mm. So those random people are the people that I try to surround myself with this shit. Because mm. everybody else, as much as it could be fun momentarily, like I'm gonna be pissed off. Like, I, I already know my patience is not very high for yeah. a lot of things. Because it's like, come on, do tricks. And I'm just a clown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those yeah. things, bro, like, condescending. Like, it's so condescending. Absolutely. Especially as a comedian, I realize that's one thing I deal with more now than I did when it came to the club shit. Because they look at you as, like, like I don't know, bro. They really put you on a pedestal on that shit. Which, again, I was raised better to be able to not really get lost in that mm. sauce too deeply. Even though I felt like I still got lost in the sauce and shit. You know, I, I'd like to think that we do the best we can at the time with the given resources and energy and mindset. Bars. If it happened, it happened. We're now now. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, but, hey, I always remind myself of those things because I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I mean, I'm not playing that. And I think with what we're dealing with is a lot like everything is so fragile. In what way? Like, even the condescending thing. Like, yo, if you don't nip those things in the bud, I really do believe subconsciously mm. you really start believing this and you become that self-deprecating comedian. Because you see that a lot. Even if people laugh at it in the crowd, it's, there's a lot that has to be said when it comes to why they're laughing and also mm. why you feel like this is what you have to say to like get across that you don't ever really know there's no there's no handbook yeah and you're gonna do it your way that's gonna work so well for you that i actually can't copy Russia. right you know what i mean and say for everybody else so it's like that process is so fragile as in like if you make the wrong decisions it will be very clear that you made the wrong decisions I fucking hope so you know like that's that's the one thing that i i really hope is is the case that mm-hmm. if I make wrong decisions, I'm, I'm aware quickly mm-hmm. that I make wrong decisions. Because sometimes it feels like you make wrong decisions and you don't find out till years later. And that's the tough one. And that's yeah. why I keep bringing it up. I'm like, Man, I was fucking retarded, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it also says a lot about who you were with around that time. Right. Because, yo, people are not going to watch you fucking killing yourself and like be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was just dramatic. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like... It says a lot about that. It says a lot about what expectations and standards you had for yourself, too, mm. and shit like that. But, like, the positivity thing, being able to bounce back is huge. Like, being able to move forward on, like, a positive note. Like, being able to recognize what it is without fucking giving in to the negativity and stuff is beautiful. Like, that's the fr- that's a fragile thing, too. It's so hard to... For example, for a while there, I had to legitimately stop looking and listening to anybody, whether it was compliments or mm. or criticism. Because I was so caught up in, like, trying to get validation... That like that was something I had to remove as well. Quit cold turkey so that you, you know can rebuild I mean? your habits. I had to do the. Re- this is the part of the rebuilding process of like, bro, I can't go on stage even if I'm working hard or I'm not working hard. Whatever the case is, I can't go on stage and get a result that I don't deserve, mm. and then start believing that I deserve that. You know what I mean? Even if it's a one-off thing, if I have a next show, that oh, next show is going to show that you didn't practice type shit. But I'll believe the thing that everybody says. Oh no, don't worry about. It. You're still funny as fuck. You're gonna blah blah blah. But those people are not the ones. I feel. We're also quite critical of ourselves. Gotta be, but that's, right? we're selling ourselves. <clears throat> yeah, but the way I think about it is kind of like when you watch a movie because you, you you're on sets quite a bit, right? You're that's a key. No, a key. Oh, way oh. More on sets but you're movie. you're still auditioning. Like you've been on yeah, set. I've been on like I've, yeah. yeah, I've done background shit before. Right. Too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying like when you get a glance at like behind the scenes mm. and then watch movies after the fact, you notice things. You're like, oh, that's not how they uh, shot it. They had to do it this way, that way, that way, and it takes away uh, a bit from the movie because you're not as immersed, mm-hmm. right? But an audience member won't know those behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. If they're immersed, mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, it's all an escape for people, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the whole entertainment, they're watching it, they're immersed, they don't think about their fucking problems. Mm-hmm. They smiled a couple of times, even if they don't laugh. Mm-hmm. They had a good time, so they're like... You're funny. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you're like, wait, you don't know what my funny yeah. looks like. Yeah. Because you have different standards, just that. So that's why, I, like, that positive part of it, I think I started really focusing on it in the last year, even maybe even six months. Mm. Of, like, like you can be as critical as you want, but at the end of the day, there still has to be the admittance of, bro, I... There has to be love. Like, yeah, you have yeah, to, yeah, love. Yeah, yeah there's got to be love for yourself first. I think for yourself first, not, like, where you have to reach for motherfuckers to get validation there. Because mm. at the end of the day, anybody could really disappear from your life at any point but you're still the only person who's going on stage bro well you know what i mean and for me i want to have the type of stand-up that like really touches motherfuckers because i feel like that's when it's like you remember you this is an experience for you mm. and if the only way i could do that 
is by me personally being so aware and in tune with myself that I could give that and have these type of conversations. Mm -hmm. So even in conversations where I was having one-on-one, it's like, that's where I started with a lot of my practicing. I I feel like I I practice different. It took me a while to also accept that, that I practice Mm -hmm. different. I started practicing on -on one-on-one conversations. Like if I couldn't have a full conversation like this, maintain eye to eye, not be drenched in sweat, not be stuttering, not be like forgetting what I'm about to say, then I would just like, I just have to keep doing it because I'm not there yet. And I could feel that because mm. I lost that connection. When I would talk to the right people, Ola would tell me that too when I would have a bad set of like, bro, it just didn't feel like you were like really fully connecting with the crowd. I'm like, bro, fuck. You put the right words on it. It's like, yo, it's crazy. Like, But like you said, it's like at a certain point, I was so lost in the work that it's like I forgot that, oh, there's audience members that legitimately, they paid to just come here with the intention to just laugh and they know who you are and they literally just want to laugh at your shit. And as much as you could be like, oh, it sucked. As much as anybody else who's seen your stuff could be like, it wasn't that great. These people actually do mean these compliments. But I had to get away from the compliments and all that shit to understand it the way I do now. Because now I can appreciate it for what it is. It's not going to make or break my day. But, like, I appreciate what was, it. What made you bring in that self-love? Uh, I don't have a lot of that in my life, I felt like. Hmm. There's a lot of quarreling that was that's that's been going on, I feel like, with my family and stuff like that. Like, feeling misunderstood and, like different generations and and you know well i'm sure your parents had to go through and there's a lot of shit that's happened you know what i'm saying and it's like yo there's a lot of feelings you didn't deal with yeah that there's a lot of things that we kind of just like you believe a certain system of people telling you just like put that shit inside whatever it'll work itself out and then eventually i realized damn bro like i hold other people to a higher standard than i hold some other motherfuckers who are supposed to be you know Mm. but then when i started accepting that yo honestly i'm not happy at all this shit sad as fuck real shit uh, uh, that's when these type of things started coming and that's when i'm like Maybe my comedy would get better if I actually did do this. And I always had that thought. A lot of things I'm like, bro, I really have a good, a lot of good sentence, I feel, senses and like gut instincts, I mm. feel like. Because like, even that thought, I would have never had that thought if I just kept following everybody's blueprint. I think when yeah. you're yourself, man, it changes a lot. Mm. Being able to like really be yourself and like people believe it too. Like it's different. There's some comedians you can see up there that are going over a script and they're very polished. Right. And there's some comedians you can see that it's like, it's almost just a conversation. That's what I feel like when I see you do stand-up. Which, I, it's crazy. You'll say shit like that where I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm not doing well enough. I feel like I haven't been personable enough or like vulnerable enough. You know what I'm saying? But it's dope that that's the route that I'm being seen in. Mm. Because that's what I like. That's the type of shit I personally resonate with. It like, seems also e- way easier. Bro, it's... In, in my mind. It's way easier. And that's what I thought from day one, which made me, f- I feel like, disrespect it a little bit more because I'm like, bro, I'm so used to just telling stories to my everybody. And it got to the point where I was so funny. I was out here, like, <laughs> it didn't matter. I felt like I was legitimately doing sets. You know mm. what I'm saying? I was writing before I actually started doing comedy. I started yeah. writing when I was in, like, high school, just in class, bored as fuck. I had the whole notebook that I would just write jokes. I knew I wanted to do stand-up, but it just took a while for me to, like, and I was like, yo, it should be easy. I just talked to people. I went up there. First time walking up on stage, Justin Nichols actually was the MC, and I forgot my whole set. <laughs> Bro, I forgot my whole set while I'm walking up on stage. I freestyled the whole thing. I was supposed to do five minutes. I did seven by accident, and the whole thing was funny as fuck. Nice. After that, though, I started trying to be like, okay, let me copy what everybody else is doing rather than just being myself. And after that, I had probably, I don't know how many consecutive bad sets for how many years because I was trying too hard. That's what mm. I always felt like. It's also, I feel, important to have those bad sets. Most definitely, bro. Yeah. Growing, it's like... Uh, and when I say embarrassing, I really truly mean the word of it, of like, it's like airballing. Mm. Like, you know, we played sports and shit yeah. like growing up. So for me, it's like, those are growing pains. When you lose and it's bad and you cry and shit, that's important. I think it's important because it'll show however you go forward about that is really going to dictate how and who you are. It builds so character. It's a great learning process. So mm. the more you lose, actually, I kind of started getting excited eventually, lose, quote unquote. The more like you go through like those hardships and shit, it's like, oh, another opportunity to get better. That's how I feel about dating. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I'm scared now, bro. I met some girls that like. Whoo. I'll I'll message like a very. Oh man, I was I was supposed to go out last week with this girl, and uh, I got COVID again, which makes me think that Johnson and Johnson was <laughs> such a fucking good call. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it, like she understood, obviously, like there's, it, it's not in my control whether or not I get COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now she's not replying. She's ghosting me. So that's I'm like, crazy. that's an L. And you should have uh, just, just given her the, the, the Off to the thing. next. No, I'm <laughs> just go. Fuck it. Give her COVID. <laughs> Take one for the team. Yeah. Take one for the team, man. Uh, 
I got the first time I got COVID in January was uh, because an ex was like, "Do you want to hang out?" Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, she did that on purpose. No, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Did you cheat on her? No, 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 no. Have no. you ever cheated before? No. Okay. Not a. You cheat. don't believe in cheating. I believe in cheating. As what? like, what do you mean? Like what? What do you mean you believe in cheating? I believe it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm you believe in in cheating as a course of action. Oh no. Okay. No. Okay. I'm. Now I'm like, if I'm in a relationship <laughs> where. <laughs> Bro, if I just ask these questions, like this would be a complete different narrative that I have of you. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is crazy. No, uh, now I'm like, if I'm in a relationship where I'm, I'm getting to the point where I would cheat on someone, I'd much rather break up. Okay. There's cases where you know there's kids, houses, and all that sort of thing, and that's a little more like if you're married right. and you just hate their guts, right. but you have kids and you're like, oh, I can't leave. Like that's a right. bit harder. It is. And I can't comment on you got to pull the plug or not. You know, financial, it's just, it's a financial agreement. Yeah. Thing. It's crazy. Have a conversation and then, you know, maybe open up your marriage. Bro, possibly. some people really will let that shit slide just to have somebody around. Yeah. For the long run. Yeah. I, my hope is that I, I get to the point. That's like the level of self love I want to have where like I am so great that a woman will stick around even if she knows I'm cheating. That's crazy. But I wouldn't cheat. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Give me a second. <laughs> No, I'm gonna catch up. So, <laughs> so what is self love and and you cheating on your girlfriend have to do with the same? Just explain that to me. Man. No, I'm missing, like, I think I'm missing. Something. I'm like, I don't think I'm enough now for someone to stick around, even if I'm cheating. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to feel enough that, like, I don't know if that really has much to do with self love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think maybe money would help with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Also, too, if you let them know straight up, I think they'll let... Um, like I'm a cheater? I'm not. No. Okay. I think if you I, say it like that, it's aggressive. It. Yeah, it's aggressive. Yeah. That's an aggressive... Because I'm not. I just want to say it again. Well, you start off, I said you believe in it. <laughs> like, a, like a fucking religion. <laughs> Pray to it every day. Yeah, every day. You yeah. wake up, you cheat. Okay, no, but... Um, every time I hear about someone cheating, I clap. You just clap. Yeah, ask if you can join in. Yeah. Can I record it for you? Oh, my right, God. I'll set it up for you. You want Yeah. Um, I forget what I was going to say, but... All right. So you said money might might help with that. Oh, yeah. I think a lot, there's a lot of situations I know of people who... Um, this one dude that plays in the CFL, he, like, really straight up told his uh, wife on away games, like, they have an agreement. Like, you can... You know what I mean? Okay. Because it's, it's a long season. This, that, and the third. Some people don't feel like they want to they wanna be that committed to it. That's the way I look at it. You just don't want to be that loyal to... Or, it's a lot of work. Loyalty and commitment all shit is a lot of yeah. work. Like, if you have to go through a whole season of beating your dick, bro, while your girls are home and you just got to wait till... After six months, yeah. I think that work is very hard to commit yourself to. And however you want to word it, a lot of motherfuckers don't want to do that. Now, if you go about it and just tell the girl straight up, like, yo, this is what I'm about. Maybe nine times out of ten, you're going to strike out. Right. But the one time, bro, it's going to be the most peaceful fucking situation you've ever had in your life. So, okay, let's, if you were dating right. this girl mm-hmm. who was playing WNBA. Like, 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 what's her face? Elizabeth Cambridge. Oh, she's so bad. All right. Well, let's say you're dating her, right? Yeah, she's so bad. You're doing your stand-up in the city. She's on away games. And she's like, hey, look. Wow. She's like 6'8", bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's like, look. I understand. When I'm on away games. I understand. <laughs> I understand. And also, it's, 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 listen, man. At that point, if I set myself up like that, I believe a lot of things you could find out, bro, when you're about to break up in this time. You're going to find out early if you just like... Get over the honeymoon period quick. If you just get over it quick, like, it, sometimes it takes you just saying some wild shit about the person to their face or in your head. I believe in bluntness. Bluntness, like, shakes me up. Especially with new people. It shakes me up because it's like, oh, shit, there's no more, like, there's no fluff. How do you, okay, so, so being blunt, uh, give me an example of, like, uh, when you specifically try to get over that honeymoon stage. Um, I don't know. I feel like even me just, I feel like at all times being yourself like, mm. practicing that for me. Is very difficult because I realize that not a lot of people do it. So there's not a lot of examples around it to make me feel comfortable doing it all the time. And two, it's like, bro, like, it's not always accepted because you're just being honest. And I think that's what's taken a being blunt. You but just, you you don't have, like, edgy opinions. Like, what do you mean? Like, when you're, bro, even you talking and being and saying these type of things, um, or me even just being like, or telling a girl straight up, yo, I was with a bitch last night. And this would happen, blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, oh, why are you talking about how you fucking another girl? Because, like, some guys might try to hide that. But for me, I believe that you should know that. Mm. Like, if I 
have girls that I'm hooking up with. I'll tell them straight up, yo, we're not the only ones hooking up, just so you know. We're not exclusive. Like, I go over all that shit. And some girls tell me straight up, I think that's very blunt. I like how you showed a list. But it's got to come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah. we all have our non-negotiables. And I feel like we should discuss it early. Because okay. I'm not... You're not going to get drunk, bro. Catch me in public and think I'm the one to try it. <laughs> you are not doing that to me, yo. You're not going to kill my fucking vibe. All right. Well, <laughs> what are your non-negotiables that you go Fuck over? Yo, just honesty. I so, wait, 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 hold up. You meet a girl... Uh, Tell them straight. I want to eat your ass. Honestly, I just want let's let's get that off the table. I want to eat your ass. I think you're beautiful. And I've told girls straight up before that I've seen. I'm like, whoa, that's the. I walk up to her, I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna lie to you. You're the baddest bitch I've seen in a minute. Like, you honestly, you're. And they're like, oh my god, thank you so much. And that's how I walk away. I believe in also complimenting and walking away. I don't have to try to fuck you. I think that's when you start being a creep because you're really hunting all night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. So it's like that. Even like, and girls for some reason, not for some reason, after that feel more comfortable because they're like, yo, this dude can really just speak his mind without. Having to like show you, right? You know what I'm saying? All that type of extra shit. So like, I think it works a lot in your favor. Even if the person I've told girls before straight up, yo, like, and she had feelings for me, and I told her straight up, yo, I like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it was tough. And this is when I know it's it's like it's like a type of honesty. I think bluntness is just a type of honesty of like how quickly and like how much of the sugar coating has been taken out of it, which is just like, bro, like I felt in that moment, I felt bad just because I considered her feelings and shit. But if you consider your feelings, you can just say it because realistically, I wouldn't want somebody to play me like that. Mm. So I told her, yeah, just so you know, this girl, uh, uh, I didn't get spoken to for probably like two days. And after that, well, for me, usually I get the whole thing of like, honestly, I really appreciate that you at least told me the truth. I mean, bro, that's one thing I believe, like, you can get mad at me for whatever, but you can't get mad at me for the truth. Like, it's a big, big thing in a lot of things, whether mm. it's trust, friendships, relationships, like anything. Even trusting yourself on stage is fucking... You can tell somebody who trusts themselves on stage compared to somebody who doesn't trust themselves on stage. Mm. Which, again, goes all the way back to just me working on being myself properly, like, the right way. Because it also has to do with me wanting to be a good person regardless of the power that I have, quote-unquote. What's the power that you have? Well, if you have the ability... Well, you call it power, whatever. If you have the ability to have five girls right now on your roster, or if you're a girl, you have the ability to have five dudes in your roster, because you can't do that, because you you just got it like that. Like, you could play... You every, just got it like that. Shit, though, because you could play them all the same if you want, or you could just be very honest with all of them about your situation, because one... STDs are a real thing and everybody needs to know what they're signing up for type shit and two bro I think the sex gets better because it's like bro like okay I actually wanted to always try this I just didn't want to say it because they start getting more comfortable with you and shit like that and like I don't know those type of things it's okay. just it's like you gotta con- it's so helps everybody b- back to those non-negotiables right right uh, you, you knock the first one off the list eating right. ass what else is that? Uh, <laughs> I, I usually ask them if they eat ass and shit like that too and a lot of times too, I'll ask them with a straight face because a lot mm. of people will laugh at first because they were used to just like yeah, it's like it, it's it's a bit of a jokey subject these days. You know, yeah, anything yeah. anything blunt for me, I notice is always just like a jokey subject. But then if you keep a straight face, they start realizing. Also, it clicks into like, oh, he's not just like talking. A lot of people you talk to almost have the same script. I don't know if you notice this. Mm. For me personally, it's like a bunch of different personalities on different faces. Okay. Because nobody really knows themselves and everybody's trying to find themselves. So that's where I'm like, communication is huge. Because there's situations, though, you can set up... I've had sex at workplaces because girls girls that I've been so honest with about all my situations, every other girl that I'm with, at the same time as Devin said, they're one. They've been like, do they want to have threesomes? Which is fucking like... I couldn't have even asked for a better situation. Mm. And two, they come to my workplace talking about, do you want to have sex? And we're having sex in the bathroom. So shit like that, I'm like, I don't think I would have got that if I wasn't so blunt from the beginning. (laughs) I like how this this went from the question like do you date and you're like nah i don't i don't have time for this <laughs> no listen okay <laughs> I, I i try to multitask as, as best as i could yeah and i do and i honestly i don't have a roster anymore yo like i actually in the last two years that ass like mm. when i started taking my shit seriously i've noticed the things that i've had to take time away from i feel like there's just one energy in me yes and then if i if i have sex or whatever or spend that energy on this it's lacking in other areas. Most definitely, bro. Yeah. Especially if it's not with the right one. Mm. I think if it's something where it's draining you, bro, it's going to be very hard for you to like... Your, sub, your subconscious, bro, your self-confidence is going down. This time, If you're hanging out with a chick who like you're literally just bad and it's just, it's just sex, but it's like she's... The way she's interacting with your jokes and your conversation, this, that, and the third isn't even how you want it to be. You know what's funny? I haven't thought about the whole like draining versus... Uh, feeling? Feeling, yeah. yeah. Fulfilling? Hey, I took ESL when I moved here. Sometimes I struggle randomly. I'll speak English perfectly, and then people will be like, yo, do you have, are you stuttering? What's up, my God? I don't know what's happening in my mouth. Um, All right, so non-negotiables. Non-negotiables. Um, 
And you know what's funny? I'm a very all over the place guy. If you can't tell from mm. this conversation, uh, I feel like the goal always usually stays the same. But I'm a very all over the place guy. Same thing goes for my list. Yeah. I'm, in the moment, my feeling, my gut feelings will tell me exactly what I fuck with and what I don't fuck with. Mm. Um, and in those moments, then I could definitely ramble about what I don't fuck with. But like the main things, I I personally like my biggest thing is really just honesty, bro. Because honesty really is the reason why some people will act a certain way with you in private, but then they go in public. And it's like they're the coolest person. Or like they do that weird shit. It's like we're in high school. And you can, if you could, again, you could read that about a person right when you meet them usually. Or just go in public and just watch them. I love people watching. It will actually take you away from a lot of problems that you don't need to go through and shit. So that's why it's like it's hard to have a list with it because everybody's so different. But people give you those feelings because, you know. My problem is like <laughs> I'll meet someone and I feel okay. Right, right, right. So I know, I know for a fact, um, I want to, I feel, date someone. Yeah. But I haven't figured out what a person that would work for what I want to do and what I want to be would be like. Mm -hmm. And because I haven't figured that out, I'm kind of like window shopping or like trying out like... Mm -hmm. I understand. Being me. like, is this it? Is this it? Um, that's what you got to do, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like that's a good approach. I don't know. But it also, I feel like it's a good approach if you also want to try a lot of things. But if it's, but if you're just like trying to find that person, maybe there's better approaches to it. But anyway, <laughs> so um, I feel like now because of those things, I'm like, sometimes I would get that feeling where I'm like, that's not it. Mm. But then I'll still go for it. Which, I mean, you know what you're doing. It's yeah. you. As long as you can admit that for yourself, it's cool. Um, but you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oof. <laughs> that, that, and you know what's crazy? A lot of it, and it's wild to think about it. If you can admit that, then you can understand that there's a lot of motherfuckers that must be in marriages that settle. Oh, absolutely. And they stuck it out. And then when I think about those feelings that I've had of, damn, I'm, I'm actually not happy right now. I'm settling, but whatever. I'm young type shit. Bro, imagine being, you thought like that, and the next thing you know, 30 years went by, and you're married, you have mm. kids, grandkids, uh, Well, I'm not saying get in a relationship. Like, I'll still go for it as, like, a... I know, but I'm saying, like, there's some people, like, whenever I, yeah. I hear those things, I'm like, imagine now if you were, like, married, and you're still feeling this way, and you have kids, and it's like, at some point, yeah, I understand why I'm grumpy every fucking day. I would understand. Yeah, you know or I mean? why the suicide rates are so high. I think a lot of relationships are settling, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot of people that I see, and it shows a lot when in their conflict resolution. I think it shows a lot. It's like, I don't think, I don't think she likes you, bro. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think she can say that to you, especially in public, man. Because yeah. there's some people that get so disrespectful. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. That's, bro, that's hands for me. I, yeah, that's hands. <laughs> that's hands. I grew up getting beat, yo. And that's, there's certain, there's a certain level of respect that we need to keep, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if we don't have that, I think then we're just friends and like just fighting like boys. Uh, cool. Yeah. If you're my girl and you're going off about, yo, your mom, no one your mom never stuck around, nigga. Like, it's like, yo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't I don't I don't think I don't like this yeah you know what I mean so damn but yo I'm telling you the feeling of like I've been in toxic situations where the feeling of like yo I hate this I'm not doing this putting myself through this again and then the feeling of like two days later you're just laying there chilling with her and it's it's comfortable because you have somebody around but it's kind of like whole why people get back with their exes they just remember the good things which know? is like again you just know that you have no discipline i just have to explain i if i, I it was a hard, it's been a hard pill to swallow for myself and now of like bro you're disciplined trash <laughs> <laughs> like you're like self-awareness and just trash like you can't say you want something if you're not going to do it in the moment because everybody can talk and i think that's what differentiates a 99 Dude, to the one percent i'm pretty sure when i'm going to be editing this and listening back to it i'll be like taking notes <laughs> uh that line like you can't be saying you want to do something and then not doing it that's all me where i'm like i kind of want to do that <laughs> but you won't do it but i just like i just saw that bumble notification <laughs> or like oh i just you know as long as you can accept it for yourself and that's how i would describe my first three years in comedy mm. exactly that of like i was saying it and i was portraying it everybody was saying it to me because they thought i was that guy to them because their life is not around what I'm around. Mm. Like, they're not around people that are way better than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's realistically, though, I don't want it. I was telling motherfuckers I want it. I would even be like, maybe I don't want it, like, as bad as them. No, I don't think there's in-between when it comes mm. to wanting to be successful and not. You know what I mean? Like The way I imagine it, it's like I'm waiting for something, for, like, a sign. 
to be like, this is it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, I'll like go all in for it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is like, you got to go all in for it. And then there's going to be all these signs, I guess, telling you that it's, I don't know. You're very much apart from the the regular citizen though. You got to remember So I think that's already a sign of its own. I said Mm -hmm. the same shit wraps up my my three years too in that of like bro the sign is the fact that one you're funny two you even had the thought of going on stage three you followed it through that's that right there is a human being no not a lot of people are doing when mm. it comes to public speaking bro not a lot of people are going to be like i'm going to do stand-up or i'm going to put out music how many people do you know have told you all this bullshit especially when they're drunk that would never do it because it involves getting judged i used to be that guy where i was like i'm gonna make a podcast you know what i'm saying and yeah. then you didn't do it for a long time six months but you, hey, six months is a lot shorter than six years, though. That's true. So there's a lot of positives in that. But at the same time, though, there's a lot of, like, there's not often where those things are backed up. So it's like, it's, I think a sign, though, because, mm. like, that's why I don't think it's as hard. The older I get, I don't think it's as hard to reach the 1% as it sounds. Just because it's all about just doing, like, even if you do bare minimum every day, bro, there's a lot of people that do nothing every day. Mm. Like, that has just nothing. And they make it through 70 years, 80 years, and they're content. Yeah. But I, I feel like we're we're just setting that platinum as a as a goal. That's what I'm saying. And we're like, it's that or nothing. Which anything below that, even if you end up here, is very good, bro. It's so good. That's why I'm saying like even just even the whole sign thing is wild. Because I have the same feeling even till now. Yeah. But I say this also to reassure uh, myself. That's why mm. I say it like this. I'm, I've also I'm convicted in a lot of shit that I say of like, yo, my feeling in it is, bro, I shouldn't even be on stage right now. If you think about it, like, what are the odds that you are on stage telling people jokes to be funny and shit? Like, just think, just think about the odds of that. Even like that we're in Vancouver as an immigrant, bro. Like, that I we ended up doing this. Second poorest country in Europe, which is still quite fucking good, I guess, worldwide. What country is it? Moldova. Okay. I grew up well, mostly in the capital, but I spent a lot of time like in a village outside the capital. Mm-hmm. If you told me like. One day I'll be in Vancouver telling jokes on stage, paid shows. Paid. Paid That's the part that's crazy. That means you're a professional comedian, bro. Insane. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Insane. Bro, I just got called a professional comedian by Jordan Wilson when he was calling me up at, I forget what it's called. Like It was was his open mic. Yeah. And this was like two, three months ago, bro. Hell yeah. And he was like, hey, this guy's just a drop-in. He's dropping in. He's a professional comedian, pro comic. That's the first (laughs) time. I swear, I I, walked up there and I feel like a bomb because I was so... Nervous because I'm like, why yeah. would you say that? Like, yeah. why? <laughs> it's like, first of all, I wasn't ready for that. Too, and I feel like they have expectations. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like I'm still used. I'm getting used to a lot of this shit, which is funny. That's why it's like people are like, "Oh, you're funny as fuck." I'm like, "That's crazy." I'm, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'm getting used to like being funny on stage. I feel like mm. I've been funny with friends, and like I'm tapping into that again because I was so sad for so long that there was none funny to me. Really. Mm. Now it's like I'm relearning to be funny as I used to be and better, which is dope. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to just, like, even understanding that, bro, I'm a, I'm a professional comedian. Like, that in its own, I think, bro, like, there's not a lot of people that could say they're professional painter. They're professional anything that they love to do. It's, it's pretty that wild. That they love to yeah. do. Like, bro, we're showing up to talk to motherfuckers. Dude, I, I did Susie's brunch show yesterday. Yeah. I got smoked salmon Benny for five minutes set. Say a word. I was like, this is the best. It's not bad at all. Yeah. It's a crazy life to live. I was bro. like, if I could, <laughs> if I could get a, a smoked salmon Benny for every, every five minutes of work I did, I'd be loaded. You'd be fat as fuck right now. I would be fat, <laughs> You'd be fat as fuck right now. I would right be now. fat. Yeah. Which shows and also... I sorry, go ahead. Eat it all. Well, of course. Yeah. You can't. If it's free, you got to come on. Yeah. Well, it's not free. I worked for it. Okay, that's true. See? That is true. That is very true. <laughs> and then, see, and at some point you get used to this being at this level and you're like... I need three of these. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need two or four of these. And like a, 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 and a tea or, yeah. or whatever. And then depending on if the person is willing to give it to you or not, then all of a sudden things aren't that fun for you. But like, that's what hosting did for me in the clubs of like getting, bro, I heard no so many times hmm. of things that I'm like, now I'm like doing that I'm like, people, the right people are like, wow, this is really dope. Wow. You're very like, like, I'm not the smartest dude because I love to learn and I know I'm not the smartest dude in any room that I, well, I would like to think that because that means I'm learning at all times, but I could definitely admit that I am a smart motherfucker. I can admit that I have good ideas and this, that, and the third. But it's crazy what people want you to, like, believe just so they can keep you around close enough to use you still. Mm. Which is wild. So, a lot of those things I went through, like, really everything's worked out the way it's supposed to. Because now I'm, like, 
I remove. I'm, I try to remove ego and a lot of this shit as much as I can, bro. That's good because it's so much more fun if you really just focus on what the fuck we're here for, bro. When I was in high school, I could not imagine when I was writing those notes that I would be running my own show. Like the whole concept is mine. The, the like everything about it is mine. <laughs> like, I I catch myself like being like, holy shit, that's insane. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's like every step on the ladder I make, I get complacent. Wait, like. The moment, <laughs> the moment my foot touches, <laughs> then you're like, ah, fuck. that step. I'm like, ah, I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's that next step? Because mm-hmm. uh, I I feel like I was I was supposed to be there mm-hmm. instead of here. I understand. Yeah, I feel like it helps with the drive, but also it definitely is more sustainable to do it where you're actually grateful of where you are. Actually grateful. Yeah. Um, or just anxious as fuck. <laughs> I, real shit I started accepting it like this is all just recent revelations too that's why it's dope we're talking about this of like yo I been there so many times especially in sports where I'll think about it and I'm like damn there's a lot of things I really blew I really blew it on because I was happy with what I was getting I was like mm. I was not average I was better than average and I was okay with that and then, I re- and then during those three years at the end of it I realized bro I'm better than average in comedy and that's it I might just do the same shit in this that I did in sports when it's technically if you really look at it from the outside like bird's eye view technically comedy is my it's like a different clean slate but it's the same thing as sports mm. it's competitive if I if you look at it the right way it is competitive as fuck it's really about you being the best you that you could be able to mm-hmm. your ability like you don't have to all run the same 40 or the same whatever fuck it is but you just have to bring your best you and bring that to the team so we can all win type shit which is mm. like That's the scene type shit. If you really remove ego from it. Right. You know what I mean? So during those three years, I realized that too of like, I was so complacent of like, I would do, that's what I'm saying. I would do a random one show without practicing like that. Do really well. I promise you, you're not seeing me for six months. <laughs> and then eventually I would do one or two shows and I see me for a year and a half. Cause I'm like, I'm nice. You know what I mean? But then now I think about that and I'm so nervous to do that again and scared to be back there again. Yeah. And I'm just anxious and scared and fucking like I have that those feelings of regret even though I mm. keep moving forward. I have like a lot of like anxiety, bro. That's why I'm like yeah. I don't know. I the the regret is definitely there. Like uh, even the six months I waited to start the podcast, I'm like fuck. I could have been a, a half a year further. That's a lot in. of uh, uh, experience, right yeah. there. But I feel yeah the regret. I'm not sure how to how to deal with that. I think self love probably. Self-love. But the the anxiety, I feel like it helps with the drive. It does. Yeah. You're, you're always... It's almost like caffeine, but natural caffeine. Natural caffeine. Yeah. Dead ass. Just because it's like... Um, as soon as I feel myself complacent, I legitimately feel it through my body of like, holy fuck, like, I'm doing it again. And I start right away just panicking, but I'm doing shit. And that's what helps me with regret and stuff like that of like, even the slideshow that I did. It's like you're rebuilding trust with yourself. That's mm. what I'm doing. I'm rebuilding my stock with myself in my own eyes where it's like even if somebody says something else to me at a certain point, I'll be so sure of myself that you can't, you can't touch me. Hmm. 